Tonight is going to be a significant night and a prophetic night. I don't often use that terminology. But this session is going to put into perspective just a little bit, a fraction of what we've been going through the last two years. Ever since the onset of the coronavirus and the many lockdowns that have been there around the world, many of the people around the world have gone through a lot of challenges. We need to be honest. Things are no longer the same. But in all that, the one constant has been our God and his word. We've come to know God in ways we didn't know him before. We've come to understand the strength of our faith in ways we didn't know before. We've grown in the midst of trouble. We've continued to move on with tears in our eyes. We've continued to call on the name of Jesus even when it didn't make sense anymore. We've withstood criticism. We've refused to walk away from God. And in the challenges that the world has experienced tonight, I want to share with you very briefly how much the church around the world has experienced challenges. The church collectively and the church people individually and as a people we have been through a period of heartbreak. Really, it's been a valley. A valley of heartbreak. We noticed even the sermons we preached, we had to go to the word and search, does the word of God address the season we are in? Because the seasons where our laughter was gone and our rejoicing was muted, and our dancing was gone. And we came to a point of realizing how feeble we are, how small we are. But tonight I want to show you that in that valley of heartbreak, somehow, God has opened doors of opportunity. Unfortunately, these doors only open when you have been in the valley of heartbreak. Go with me to the book of Hosea or Hosea or whatever you call him. Chapter 2, 
verse 15. I'm going to read it in the NIV and in the NLT. God says, and I'm picking up in the middle of a sentence. There, I will give her vineyards. And I will make the valley of Achor a door of hope. It's a valley. But in the valley, there's a door. And through that door, there's hope in the valley. God says, there she will sing as in the days of her youth. Something happened in the valley of Achor. That in the valley of Achor, we regained our youth. We got back to our youthfulness. We were renewed and revived. We were restored and brought back in the valley of Achor. Why don't you choose a better place, God? Why must you let us go through heartbreak to come into contact with this door of hope? He says, there she will sing as in the days of her youth, as in the day she came out of Egypt. In the New Living Translation, it says, I will return her vineyard to her and transform the valley of trouble into a gateway of hope. She will give herself to me there. See, in the valley, God was the only one we could run to. In the valley, our money couldn't help us. Our knowledge couldn't help us. In the valley, only God could help us. In the valley. Even when we told our friends about our valley, they couldn't help us. But it's in the valley where we gave ourselves to God. So she will give herself to me there as she did long ago when she was young. It's in the valley where we were rebooted. In the valley where we came back. But not only did we come back, we came back with a different attitude. We were young again. Oh, I see somebody being young again in the name of Jesus. Youthful in our belief. Passionate in our pursuit for God. Strong in our prayer life. Filled with vim, vigor, and vitality. With a burning passion for God. Not lukewarm. Not dragging ourselves. Not half-hearted. Fully given to God. Fully yielded to God. Giving ourselves holy. Nothing left out. But that period came when we were in the valley of Achor. The valley of Achor 
is a place of tears. The background of this is the children of Israel, as usual, had walked away from God. And many things had happened. And God said, I will give a vineyard from thence. In other words, I will cause her to return from the wilderness. In other words, the wilderness itself shall become a field of fruitfulness and discovery. When she's in the valley, in that valley, even if it's a dry valley, in that place of solitude, that place of solitude of the wilderness shall be the means of her regaining her vineyards. And God says, it is the valley of Achor. He says, and the valley of Achor for a door of hope. The word Achor literally means trouble. We are told historically that Israel, after their journey through the wilderness, they met with trouble in this particular place. And this trouble came because of Achan's crime, Achan's crime in the valley. And Achan commits a crime and sins just on the threshold of Canaan. And yet, they couldn't go through. And trouble came. And God said, now I have brought you back to this same spot. And from that same spot, that's where the children of Israel were able to have great victory over Ai. That's Joshua 7, 8. So the very troubled spot, the very valley of Achor, the very place of trouble, God turned it into a place of victory. Now it was a different place. And not only is it a place of victory, God says it's a door. You're going through trouble, but you don't realize that in the trouble, there's opportunity. You're not hearing me. Joseph is going through trouble. He's in the valley of Acre. Things are not working. On a human level, he doesn't understand what's going on. But listen to me. God is in charge of your life. I said God is in charge of your life. He doesn't understand why he has to go through what he's going through. He doesn't understand why he has to be hated. He doesn't understand why he has to be, you know, not loved. What have I done? But what he didn't know, it is that valley that was positioning him for a door of hope. I see somebody here going through their door of hope. Why? We have been in the valley of Achor for the last two years. Yeah. It's been a valley of Achor. And God says, there she shall sing. God says, in that valley where there's trouble, there'll be hope. In other words, 
I will blend the two. That word hope is a word that fully means patient, enduring, longing. Where there's trouble, trouble is going to lead this child to a place where they endure patiently. For the last two years, we prayed so long for certain things that never went away. But instead of stopping, we prayed some more. So it is the trouble that produced enduring. And there's no other way you can be able to develop endurance except through trouble. Uh, Am I preaching to somebody in the house? And then God says she shall sing there. As in the days of a youth. In other words, just like she was in the days of a youth, she will rediscover her strength. He says she will sing there, where? There in the wilderness, there in the valley of trouble. God says it is right there where she becomes a different person. Joseph, in all the betrayal, in all the brokenness, his life moved forward. Write this down. The broken heart is the soil where God puts miracle seeds. The broken heart. Right there in the valley of Acre, with a broken heart, God puts miracle seeds. Why? Because in the valley of Acre, when you've been so broken, so torn, your heart becomes soft again towards God. And it is in the valley of Acre that God then takes the opportunity to plant miracle seeds because our hearts are soft. You see, heartbreak and pain will change you as long as you don't allow it to make you bitter. In the valley of Acor, number two, God brings supernatural turnarounds. God is a God of supernatural turnarounds. What is a supernatural turnaround? It is a divine encounter with God where God reverses circumstances and turns the negative into the positive and shifts my thoughts and my life towards a new direction. So you are coming out of the valley, Maria, you are coming out of the valley as a new person who is going through a door of opportunity, who is filled with hope and purpose, who is experiencing supernatural turnarounds, and their heart is soft again towards God, who has regained the strength of their youthfulness, and they are worshipping God again with meaning. God says, because you've been through the valley of Acre, you're going to experience supernatural turnarounds. Let me say it again. A supernatural turnaround is a divine encounter 
where God reverses circumstances. Let me prophesy. God is going to reverse your circumstances. If you didn't say amen, you missed a chance right there. Supernatural turnarounds is where God turns the negative into positive. I see your negatives being turned into positives. And God shifts our thoughts and our life towards a new direction. I see your thoughts and your life being shifted to a new direction. I want to go through a few scriptures as I conclude. Where I want you to note the word turn. But God says I will turn. In Zephaniah 3.20 in the King James Bible. God says, at that time will I bring you again. Even in the time that I gather you. For I will make you a name and a praise among all people of the earth when I turn back your captivity before your eyes. You see, God always uses times when we come to the end of our thoughts and the end of our efforts to turn our lives around. When we've come to the end of our wits, he turns us around. But even more so, just when people think it's the end of us. (laughs) God turns it around. Just when you think it's over now. Just when you think there is nothing that God can do. God says, I have personally brought you to the end of your strength. I have brought you to the end of ideas. And now that you've come to the end of you. When I'm weak, then I'm strong. When I'm weak, then the power of God is strongest on me. And now God says, now that you've tried everything in your strength, in your power, and you've realized how feeble you are, how weak you are, how strengthless you are, and now you're giving me a chance, now I'm going to turn things around. Now when people think it's the end, I'm going to turn things around. I see God turning things around in your life. In spite of the value of acre. The church has so suffered around the world. I was talking with one pastor coming here. I needed the stats. Unfortunately, I couldn't get all of them. But in the USA, it's reported that in several places... The attendance in churches has gone down by 70%. The offerings have gone down 75%. 
Churches are closing down. They are being sold. Some of them have shut their doors and they have decided to be an online church. That's the value of ACO. We should count ourselves blessed that we are here tonight. Oh, come on, if you believe that, give a prophetic hallelujah to the Lord tonight. Come on, shout to the Lord with the voice of triumph, somebody. That is why this week is going to be such an important week for you. It's going to be an important week for me. There is something that God is going to do in the spirit world that God is going to do in your life. Can I hear an amen in that? Yeah. But God said, I will turn. Look at Jeremiah 31, 13. In the King James Version, it says, Then shall the virgin rejoice in her dance, both young men and old. Why? For I will turn. They are mourning into joy. <laughs> I will comfort them and I will make them rejoice from their sorrow. Can I hear a good amen in the house? Can I hear a good amen in the house? Can I hear a good amen in the house? We who come from the valley of Echo, as we go through the door of hope, we are coming out on the other side dancing. It doesn't make sense what you have been through that you are dancing. But people don't understand God is a God of turnaround. It says, I will turn their mourning into joy. The word mourning speaks of sorrow after sorrow. It is sorrow after sorrow after sorrow after sorrow that sorrow begins to define your life. So much sorrow that you don't know a day of gladness and joy. You don't know a thought that's positive. You dread to wake up. Because you wake up to sorrow. You wake up to pain. You wake up to disappointment. God says, don't worry, Tanam. You in the valley of Echo. Because you've come to the end of your strength. You've come to the end of your wits. And your heart has been softened. And your heart has turned to me. And you have come back to me. And I've renewed your youth. And you're praying like a young person again. And you're worshiping me like a young person. Look what I'm going to do. I'm going to turn. I'm going to turn your sorrow. 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 Oh, Nkulunkulu, wipe away our tears, please. For two years we have cried too long. Wipe away our tears. God says, you went through sorrow. And your life was broken into pieces. And you couldn't put the pieces back together again. God says, don't worry. 
I'm going to pick up those pieces. And I'm going to put them back. Not just put them back, put them back exactly where they belong. And when I have passed you up, there will be no trace that you were once broken. Come on, somebody, give the Lord a hallelujah in the house. I'm going to take the broken pieces and turn them around for you. And what made you sorrowful will become your joy. God makes God makes great people out of broken pieces. <laughs> when Joseph had been broken, I mean, what could get worse? His brothers hate him. They throw him into the pit. When he thought the pit was bad, they sell him. He lands in jail, comes out of jail, just when he thinks it's all right, goes back to jail again. It likes he's moving from bed to worse. But he didn't realize the first jail when he came out, he was saving somebody at a lower level. But he needed the second jail to set him up for another. He needed the valley of Achor. He needed a breakup. He needed a broken heart. He needed to be broken in pieces. To the casual observer, when they see your life move from one crisis to the other, to the other, they start coming to conclusions. They don't know. Joseph had to be in that other prison. Because if he had not been in the other prison, he would have not been met by the prince. And there was no way he could have served in the highest office of the land. And there's no way he could have become a prime minister of the land. He just had to go to that jail. Your broken pieces becomes a big setup for God. These two years of the Valley of Achor has set our lives up. I don't know if you're ready for the door of hope and for God to turn things around. In Psalms 126, verse 1, listen to what it says. When the Lord turned again, When the Lord turned again. Sometimes God gets us out of the value of Achor, but through our foolishness we go back. Some of you these two years, you went back to things you shouldn't have gotten back to. But God says, when the Lord turned again, the captivity of Zion, we were like them that were dreaming. Why? Because even if you are foolish, God hasn't given up on you. 
He's going to give you another turn around. Why? Because God never gives up on you. He doesn't want you to go back to the old. He doesn't want you to do what you did yesterday. But God's not going to give up on you. That's why some of you, you can never outrun God. You can run into all the things you are doing, but you're not going to silence the voice of God on the inside of you. You can distract yourself and drown yourself in all kinds of things that pacify you. But on the inside, you know the truth. God's not going to let go. The Holy Spirit will always talk to you like it says in the book of Genesis. When the Spirit of God was wrestling with man and fighting with man, and God says, my spirit shall not last with men for all the time. Because God's not going to let, let go of you. I had a testimony of a guy who backslid and went into rough living. I mean, terrible living. The guy, I think he was a Muruti or something. Went into strip clubs. Mfundis. Drank himself into a stupor. Shot drugs. Did all kinds of things. Womanized. Everything he could do to move as far away from God as he could. But one day is one day. God got hold of him. He repented. And when he got up to give a testimony, he said, eating in challenge. Even on the days when I was most drunk, I couldn't keep the voice of God quiet on the inside of me. God's not going to give up on you. Oh yeah. You can run into that direction. You can do all those things, but it's going to frustrate you more because the voice of God's not going to be quiet. God's not going to turn his back on you. He's going to keep talking to you. Excuse me. So God turned again the captivity of Zion. Let me close. And therefore, you and me who are from the valley of Akon, we must take this season prophetically to be a season where God is going to delete our disappointment. Proverbs 13 12 in the message Bible says unrelenting disappointment leaves you heart sick but a sudden good break can turn your life around Somebody say unrelenting. unrelenting. Say it again. Unrelenting. Say it again. Unrelenting. You know what unrelenting means? It doesn't stop. It doesn't stop. Unrelenting disappointment. This verse is saying, in your life things keep going wrong. This goes wrong, that goes wrong, that goes wrong, that goes wrong. How for mood? You're not resting. I mean, and everywhere. It's wrong at home, it's wrong at church, it's wrong at work, it's wrong in your health, it's wrong in your pocketbook, wrong. 
yonke into eroka and then every time you think utlophumula something else goes wrong god says don't worry i'm going to give you a sudden break when you're not expecting it suddenly god gives you a break in other words instead of a long line of bad things there's going to be a long line of good things that are going to begin to happen in your life instead of moving from one bad thing to the other you're going to move from one good thing to the other this is my advice as i close because you have been in the valley of echo you have been in the valley of heartbreak and in the valley of heartbreak there's a door there it's a door of hope and in the valley of echo you developed spiritual disciplines you recommitted yourself like never before you made decisions that you're not going to walk away from anymore you regained your youthfulness you regained your passion you regained your dedication you regained the things you wanted to do and you turned your direction in the direction of god you continued to pray even if it doesn't get answered you prayed you continued to worship god even if you didn't feel like it you continued worshiping god you continued going to church even if you didn't feel like it you continued and god said i see them right there in the valley of trouble i'm going to give them good things right there in the valley of trouble the same place that was trouble is going to be the place of victory from now onwards and i'm going to visit them and i'm going to turn things around i'm going to turn their sorrow into joy i'm going to turn their sorrow into dancing i'm going to make sure when people think it's the end of their life that's the beginning of their life i'm going to make sure i come to them i'm going to make sure i lift them up and god says because these my children have had trouble after trouble after trouble it was unrelenting it was hitting them again and again you know what i'm going to do i'm going to press a pause button a stop button a delete button and suddenly suddenly a new day will dawn and when the new day dawns like the virgin and the bride and the groom who dance and the young person who dances i want my children to put on their dancing shoes and dance to my glory i want my children to praise me and worship me i want them to lift up holy hands without wrath and doubting and bless my holy name because a new day has come i want them to change their language i want them to change what they say when they meet somebody they must say a new day has dawned in my life when they meet somebody because they've been in the valley of acorn I'm giving my children a break. And a new day comes. And my children will stand up and say, I was young. 
And I've seen, never seen the righteous forsaken. No, they are seed begging bread. Raise your hands and begin to pray in the Holy Ghost and thank God for His word and stand on your feet, everybody. Come on, pray in the Holy Ghost and thank Him. We're going to dance in a while. We're going to sing songs of praise because we have come out of the Valley of Akon. I want the music group to give us some crazy songs of praise today. And as we dance before the Lord, this is a victory dance. Like the children of Israel who had crossed the Red Sea. When they came on the other side, Miriam started to take the tambourine and dance before the Lord, his God. I want you to shake off the staleness of Akon. I want you to remove the staleness of Akon. I want you to turn your back on the sorrow of Akon. I want you to get your joy back. I want you like a young person whose youth has been renewed. Like a young person who has rediscovered their strength. I want you to worship God. I want the music group to get ready with some powerful, powerful, powerful songs of praise. I want Terence tell you, I don't know which one I'm going to lead us in. Just lead us in some songs. And we're going to dance right now and then we're going to go into prayer. I want everybody to join in. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor. Don't just stand there. Tell them again, neighbor. Don't just stand there. Tell them again, neighbor. Don't just stand there. Tell them, tell three words, three people. Tell them again, tell them again. Tell them, tell them. Tell the three others, you are not in the valley of Echo. You're not in the valley of Echo.